What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 15 15 we made it all right because 14 was uh, the day before your birthday that's right of the not another mm-hmm. wrestling podcast sean mcchesney CJ Palmasano. Are your host? Don't do that. You did uh, it first. That's true. We got a lot to discuss today, CJ. Uh, we're off the heels of Final Battle for Ring of Honor and WWE TLC. Uh, a lot went down this past weekend. You mm-hmm. and I were at Final Battle, so I do want to start with you there. Um, as I mentioned, we'll get into a little bit of WWE a little bit later on. We'll get into the Elite. Obviously, we met the Young Bucks. We did meet the Young Bucks. Two of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my life. Very nice, down-to-earth guys. Oh, absolutely. They were awesome to, to meet. You know, down-to-earth, like you said. You know, it almost was like, you know... It, it, to, to me, my my description of the Young Bucks was it was almost like it was their first day in the business all over again. You know, they're, they're the same down-to-earth guys that they were when they came into the company. So, we'll talk about that. I feel like they didn't really... Not, like, success never really changed them. Yeah, are, exactly. Which is good to see. It, it's very good to see. They're still down-to-earth, you know, as successful as they are. They're they're still the, the two young teenagers that always wanted to do this. So... We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the elite. Obviously, we were there for the for the final curtain call at final battle. Where do they go from here? Do they jump to WWE? Do they start their own thing? We'll discuss that later. Uh, we'll discuss NXT. We'll discuss um, the Royal Rumble as we're leading into both Takeover Phoenix and the Royal Rumble a little bit later on. The new new era. The new new era. Because exactly. in 2016, they said this is the new era when Shane McMahon came back, and now they're calling it the new era again. Yes, so the new new era with all four of them. We'll discuss uh, the McMahons now taking over Raw and SmackDown. Paige has been relieved of her duties as SmackDown GM. I don't like that. Um, I don't like it either. Uh, it's nice she'll still be on the show. I just don't know what capacity. I've heard some rumors that I don't like, but at least she's still involved. They're not throwing her out the curb. I hear pre-show panels. That's what I heard. I'm not a fan of it, but at least they're not throwing her out, you know, after her neck injury and all that stuff. She was so good at it. You're right. She was. She had a good character. She definitely was... It, to me, the to me, the only piece that could fill Daniel Bryan's role when he left being GM. I thought she did very well with it, mm-hmm. especially when Shane had to leave and get surgery. Because remember, he almost died in that WrestleMania match just to put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had to leave for a few months, and she did very well holding that SmackDown on her own. So uh, we'll discuss the changes to Raw and SmackDown. Um, have they learned anything? Have they not? You know, have the shows changed? Raw Where hasn't. They go from here? But SmackDown has. Raw hasn't. SmackDown has. Raw slowly but surely, but not yet. Um, so we'll discuss that. And again, as we mentioned, we'll discuss uh, 
as we kind of lead into the Royal Rumble, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, what to expect, where do we go from here? Um, but before we even get into WWE, CJ, let's talk Ring of Honor. Let's talk Final Battle. Um, you and I got to the Hammerstein Ballroom, and, you know, I remember we kind of looked over the card, and we did the predictions, of course, and mm -hmm. you and I both agreed before bell time even was a thing that on paper this was going to be the best wrestling show that you and I have ever seen. On paper. Mm -hmm. And normally when it's on paper, all right, a few things go wrong. It was a good show, but this could have been done differently, and this could have been done a little bit better. Uh-uh. Start to finish, CJ, that was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. Final Battle 2018. I, it's, it's up you there. heard it here. It's up there because up until recently, I mean, right, right now, Final Battle 2018 and TakeOver Brooklyn 4 are like neck and neck as like my two favorite wrestling shows yeah. I've ever been to. It's it, it's uh it's just so damn good. Um, my favorite match from the night um was probably it had to be between Christopher Daniels and Marty Skrull. Uh the Ladder Wars match. Another fun match was the I Quit match between Bully Ray and That and, match uh, and a lot of people Gordon. said the same thing. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you and I were there so we can, you know, attest to this when people say this. We didn't sit down for one second no, of that we, I we quit were, match. We were all standing. We were all standing from, and it was interesting because you know you talk about Christopher Daniels, Marty Squirrel. Christopher Daniels told himself he would leave Ring of Honor basically if he lost the match. That's crazy. He loses a match. A quick side note is that when they're saying thank you, Daniels, I started the SCU chant. Yes, that was CJ. And by the way, if you look in that Ring of Honor picture um, on Instagram of them kind of uh, in the air of you in the Hammerstein, if you look right in the bottom right corner, you could see you and me in the fifth row. Which picture? Uh, go to the Ring of Honor uh, Instagram page later on. Um, it was just an aerial view of like, I think it was like, uh, if you want to rewatch Final Battle, do this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and if you look in the bottom right corner, it's you, me, and Dave LaGreca, who was sitting right next to us, hosted yeah, Busted Open on Sirius XM. Dave LaGreca was like the row right next to us. That was pretty cool. I thought the funniest part was, yeah, during the I Quit match, he was doing the FU bully chants with the entire Hammerstein ballroom. That's funny. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Monday show should be interesting. But but going back to, to Marty Squirrel and Christopher Daniels, that match ends. Daniels gets, you know, the curtain call. Thank you, Daniels. All I this see stuff. you. Exactly. Um, I'm just trying to look and see if that picture is going to load up. Uh, that one. Yep. I'm seeing it, yeah. So look in the bottom right, if this ever wants to load. And I like the picture, too. I just, anything yeah. I see from. And. Yeah, right. I think. Yep, yeah, right there down we are, there. Bottom right-hand corner. <laughs> it's amazing. I was like, are we in the picture? And I was like, there we are, Gary. There we are. There I am, Gary. There I am. Okay, anyway. Um. So Daniels is on the top rope. He's doing his thing. And all of a sudden, we kind of start hearing boom. We're like, what's going on? And here comes Bully Ray. From out of nowhere. Exactly. Now, you blow, heard my, you heard my stand. If there was one thing I could have changed about Final Battle was I felt a lot of matches. And don't get me wrong. I was a fan of pretty much every match. I thought, in my opinion, if I had to pick the weakest match, it would have been the women's Fatal 4-Way. And yeah. even that was a good match. That was pretty good. Towards the end, it got really good. Yes. Um... But I did think a lot of the matches had meaningless promos where they were on for a couple seconds, and I'm just like, it could have been done a lot better without that. Mm -hmm. Now, Bully Ray came out, low-blowed Christopher Daniels, and called out Flip Gordon. Didn't need a video package. Didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't. That uh, lead-up, because I watched the promo before the event, they could have aired that, but the fact that they didn't, it worked well anyway. Well, I said pay-per-view time. 
that's why they did that. Right, exactly. Um, and of course, Bully Ray, you know, even being from New York City, knows how to get the crowd to hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, Flip Gordon comes out from the crowd, whole with, place with is pumped a, up. With the American flag on a, kendo a ta- on a kendo stick. That was really cool. Yes. But, you know, like. You got, you got Cheeseburger and Silas Young getting involved. And, and that was the other thing, too. Another reason why it was one of my favorite matches of the night was everybody that has been involved from Bully Ray's heel turn, WrestleMania weekend, the night after he went in the Hall of Fame. To the night of final battle, everyone was involved in that match. Silas Young, Cheeseburger, uh, Cole Cabana, uh, even got Sandman involved, which, you know, I didn't even know he was involved until the night of. I realized he was on TV a couple weeks beforehand. Um, you know, it I was know that. it was a one-on-one match between Flip Gore and Bully Ray, but everybody got involved. Cole Cabana left commentary to start beating the crap out of Silas Young. It was awesome. And this also stands from uh, All In when, yeah. when Flip Gordon eliminated Bully Ray to win the Battle Royal. Uh, to challenge Jay Lethal. Yeah, to challenge Jay Lethal for the ROH World title. Right. And top to bottom, like, ROH Final Battle 2018 was great. There were a few things in there I was just like, okay, that's a bit much. Like, like the six suicide dives Jay Lethal did to Cody Yeah, Rhodes, that I could have done without. That was a little... Like, I was expecting Cody to, like, at least counter the counter fourth. one of them, you right? Know? You're expecting a huge counter and all that stuff, and you didn't. And even when you got the counter, it wasn't. You know, I was like, wow, six. You know, suicide dives, and I get that instead. Yeah, that mm-hmm. wasn't worth it. Um, the the ladder wars match was absolutely as insane, crazy. And you and I tied in predictions because of uh, the Hangman Page match and the ladder wars match. It's the I only said, ones that we I differed said Jeff on. Cobb and you said the Briscoe brothers, right? And I said the Briscoes to win the ladder wars, which, you know, I'm not gonna lie. That match could have went either way, and obviously we knew the Young Bucks were losing. It was their last match. Obviously, nine times out of ten, you never win your last match in the company anyway. Um, But like you said, that match was insane. I mean, both the Briscoe brothers were were bloodied up. Probably went in the first five minutes. so, So was Frankie Kazarian. Like, Nick Jackson almost dying. Well, from that you table and I were right in front of that. I, I saw from a different angle, and it from a different angle, he was okay. It looked it looked much it worse looked, where we were sitting. It, where we were, it looked a lot worse. It looked like he like yeah. he hit his head on. Just to like, kind of give table. you guys a picture, like in the Hammerstein Ballroom, even though me and CJ are in the fifth row, when everybody's standing at the same time, it's still kind of hard it's to still, see the floor. It's still pretty hard Again, to see everything. Again, I'll take the floor seats, and thank you to your father for that. Thanks, Dad. Um, when he fell, he fell right in front of us. So he's supposed to go through the tool, the two tables. Now, Hammerstein Ballroom, small as hell. The distance from the ring to the guardrail, and Matt Taven proved it earlier in the night, oh, is geez. not that big. Yeah, right? that, that was another scary spot in the night when Dalton Castle faced Matt Taven, and Matt Taven went for a suicide dive. And Dalton threw him over the guardrail. But instead of actually going he, over the guardrail, he hit chest. His chest hit right on the guardrail. Chest and which, neck first. Which I hope, um, I haven't seen anything about Matt Taven's uh, I think he's okay. situation, but I think he's okay. Thank God he's okay. You know, Because it was scary from where we were sitting. We saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Originally, we thought it was like the head, but then you saw him holding the chest, and we saw the replay later on. It was on WrestleBotch of all places. <laughs> uh, but going back like, to the to the spot, um, and it was Nick Jackson that fell off the ladder. Michael. Yeah, it was Nick. Okay, so Nick knows... He's got to somehow figure this out, or he's coming right at us, mm-hmm. right? So he jumps off the ladder. In my opinion, I saw the replay. Jumped a little too early, went through the first table, missed the second table. Now, like you said, from our angle, we thought he lot, went head first on the second worse. table. It was a lot worse than it, yeah. than it turned out to be. And a lot of us were sitting around going, are they even going to have the curtain call? Because Nick hasn't moved yet. 
I was stunned. I, re- I, yeah. I was really afraid and uh, wasn't sure if he was okay. But just from our angle, if we were on the, the other side of the arena, if we were on the right or left-hand side, I, we would have been like, oh, na- uh, right. nasty move. But If we okay. were in the seats we were in last year, we were in the upper deck last year, we probably would have saw it the same way. Yeah, probably. Like, no problem. But from where we were sitting, holy crap, it looked scary. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the spots look scary. You know, you mentioned the Matt Taven-Dalton Castle match, which I thought going into the, the card was a very underrated match. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Taven um, claiming himself as the real Ring of Honor world champion. He put the title belt on the line, which I thought was very interesting. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Because he truly believes that he's the real Ring of Honor world champion. Which is interesting now, though, because now Jay Lethal, uh, they've announced that Jay Lethal is going to face Dalton Castle in his next which, title Which defense. is strange. Because it's strange because Dalton Mar- Castle lost. Dalton Castle, yeah, Dalton Castle lost. Marty Squirrel's the number one contender. And Matt Taven won. Right. So you'd think that Matt Taven or Marty Skrull, who has the number one contendership match, would face Jay Lethal next. My guess is that ends in a disqualification. That's the weird thing that Ring of Honor does sometimes, you know? Like, they announce matches and there isn't too much of a build. Um, But another thing that that happened at Ring of Honor tapings in Philly, so... Cody and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page had their last match in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. uh, like a eight-man tag. And later on the tapings, Body Skrull comes out, and he is wearing a Villain Enterprises shirt. He's talking about what's next for him, and you know he's got his eyes set on Jay Lethal, and Matt Taven comes out, and he's pretty much doing the whole shtick of Dalton Castle. You know why are you focus on Matt Taven? I mean, why are you focused on Jay Lethal when you should be focused on me? I'm the real Ring of Honor World Champion, right? And he's like, Marty, I've been waiting for a long time for this. All your friends are gone. He goes, you're right. My friends have left me, but that doesn't mean I can make new friends. Exactly. He forms Villain Enterprises with PCO, and I'm completely forgetting who the other guy is. Hang on. Play the Jeopardy game. No, it's cool. Um, Yeah, because I saw the clip... And it was really interesting, too, you know, just to think that, okay, now he does have something that he can do in Ring of Honor on his own. Not saying that, you know, the Elite, he wasn't a part of that and it wasn't something special, but now this is something, at least for the time frame that he'll remain in Ring of Honor, this is something now he can do for himself. And, you know, you and I said this last week, I I do believe before he leaves Ring of Honor, no matter when that is, he's going to be the Ring of Honor World Champion. I would hope so. I would really hope that Marty becomes Ring of Honor World Champion because he's... He was getting a lot of popularity and a lot of steam before he joined Bullet Club. Yeah. Before this was all uh, announced. So I would hope that Marty gets uh, the, the Ring of Honor World Championship. You know, and the first time I saw him wrestle was, you know, you and I went to Final Battle last year. It was against Jay Lethal, which when we saw the promo package between Cody and Jay Lethal, you know, they were right. That match that Jay Lethal won was really the rise back up to the top for Jay Lethal. But at the same time, it was a rise up for Marty as well to get to this Brody spot, King. even in defeat. Brody Sorry. King, yes. Sorry, Brody King is the third I member. forgot to. Um but, you know, you're right. I mean, it, this is something now that he gets to do on his own, you know, in the remaining time he has with Ring of Honor. It could be six months. He could re-sign. You don't know. But at least now he can prove that he can not hang by himself, but now he can lead something and do something like he's, this. He's, he's a very charismatic character, and I, it was great him join, the moment he joined Bullet Club. Cause you know, get on the get on the train, make some money. Cause the Bucks and Cody were, and and Kenny were already making a lot of money from their own shirts. So Marty got on top of that, and that brought a lot of new eyes to Marty Skrull. But again, like I caught on Marty Skrull, like before he joined Bullet Club, I'm like, I like this guy. You know, get a gotta keep 
pay close attention to him. Right. Him joining Bullet Club just skyrocketed his career. He oh, was definitely. Got in the best of Super Juniors tournament. He won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Walked into Wrestle Kingdom 12 as the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion. Um, he's uh, made a vented some Ring of Honor pay-per-views. He, he made a vented the Ring of Honor uh, Super Card of Honor pay-per-view last year. Well, no, this past Mania weekend with Dalton Castle when everybody thought it would be Kenny and Cody. But now I really feel like you need to you need to take advantage of Marty Skrull while you still have him. Right, because you you, because d- you don't know how long you have him for. I, I I heard things where he said he re-signed for like a couple more years. Then I hear things that he his deal is up in the spring. So you gotta make your money with Marty Skrull while you right. st- while you still can. You don't know if he's gonna re-sign with Ring of Honor or if he does re-sign that he'll work with uh, if he does this supposed all elite wrestling. Uh, uh, promotion that apparently the Bucks and Cody are putting together you know we don't know what that's going to be but he's got a he's got a group behind him so looks like he's going to feud with the kingdom for a little bit before he goes after Jay Lethal I would think that they would save that match for Madison Square Garden and Marty Skrull wins the Ring of Honor world title at Madison Square Garden see that's interesting because um, Matt Taven was on Busted Open the morning of Final Battle and said he wants to face Jay Lethal for the undisputed Ring of Honor world title at the Garden and that would be cool too but the thing is I feel like it would be a cool for me personally and I think for the fans I think it would be cooler because oh it would be definitely Marty is for sure a fan favorite so let me ask you this does when Matt Taven's going to be involved in the in the real life world title picture soon is it before the garden show or after the garden show because if it's not going to be at the garden where do we put Matt Taven that's a good point because I but I I just personally feel that Jay Lethal versus Marty Skrull is a bigger oh it is match for the garden than Matt Taven versus Jay Lethal or, or Matt Taven versus Marty Skrull. Um, I always boo Matt Taven in the kingdom when I'm out there, but I do think Matt Taven is a, is a great right. heel. By the way, on a side note, I realized at the final battle show that a streamer at full speed hurts. <laughs> yes. You to, got one in the back to, of the neck. To all those people. I got one who, in the back. <laughs> yeah, I got hit in the back of the head, in the back of the neck a couple I felt like times. I got shot with a BB yeah. gun. <laughs> if, you, if you are on the second or third deck... Make sure you are close, that that your seats are close enough to the edge. To hit the ring. To hit the ring, and make sure you have a good throwing arm. Yes. If you never threw a baseball when you were growing up, don't throw a streamer. If you I never agree. threw a tennis ball or anything, do not throw a streamer because you're going to hit the people on the floor. Yes. So knock it off. At one point, literally, I got hit in the back so hard, I was like, did I just get shot? And I picked up a streamer, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this? The lady sitting next to us said, like, here, do you want this? And it was this, yeah. the streamer that hit her. We saved it for the Young Bucks match. <laughs> no, we had the ones that the streamer guy gave to us. Right. I had the, it was a red one. I threw it during Cody's match. Oh, right, right. Well, the Young Bucks definitely got the most. Um, For sure. But but yeah, back to your point with, uh, with Matt Taven. But can you see maybe something like, let's say we do have Jay Lethal and Marty at the Garden. Do we may, you think we might have something with Marty and Matt Taven first, you know, for the real Ring of Honor world title? I think so. But I just feel like if you're going to do an undisputed Ring of Honor world championship match, I feel like you should do that with. Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, or Matt Taven, Marty Skrull, depending who the champion is, because I feel like when Matt Taven loses his custom-made championship that... That Jeff Hardy made for him. Jeff Hardy made that? No, it was a joke because it was purple. Oh. (laughs) I would have believed that. (laughs) Anyway, um, 
that, you know, I feel like when he finally l- loses it, even though it's his and he doesn't have to lose it, he can keep it forever. Basically. Basically, um, that he would lose it to the Ring of Honor World Champion, whoever that may be. And I feel like, but again, I feel like Marty Skrull and Jay Lethal is a bigger match for the Garden than Matt Taven no, and Jay Lethal. You're, you're absolutely right. It's really just a matter of where they decided with this booking because it would yeah. kind of make sense for Matt Taven to be in that spot only because he does call himself the real Ring of Honor world champion. If the match with Marty were to happen before the Garden, it would make some sense. But I see where you're coming from. If you're looking for the bigger money, you're looking for the bigger main event spotlight it would be Marty and Jay Lethal in the Garden, no doubt. Another thing that you could do with the Garden is, um, I just thought of it, is you could have Matt Taven beat Jay Lethal and then have Marty challenge Matt Taven at, at the Garden. Matt Taven has both championships. Marty wins both championships. Yeah, yeah you could do that too. Absolutely. Right, he, he can hold them both, and then he holds, looks at Matt Taven, throws it on the ground, stomps on it, kicks it back to him. Yeah. You know, something like that. I do think either way, though, I do think, you know, either right after the Garden Show or at the Garden Show, Marty's going to be the world champion. It's really just a matter of how they decide they want to book this. Yeah, I think uh, Marty is going to be in the Ring of Honor World Championship match regardless of whatever... Exactly. Uh, ...whoever's the world champion. You, you could, I don't think they're going to put him in the junior heavyweight uh, division. Not at this moment. I, the number one I, contender. Because I feel like right now he he's very involved with Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of Honor is his home promotion. So I think he's very involved with what's going on there, and I think they have big plans for Marty Skrull. And um, and I just thought of a few, a few other things to speculate. You could speculate what the New Japan's matches are, and I think you may do. Um, I think they it's possible that they they could do um, Naito and Tanahashi or uh, Okada and Tanahashi in the main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. You could Cause, do that. Because I, I still think Kenny's going to drop the belt to Tanahashi. Yeah. Which, speaking of New Japan, uh, Meltzer just gave uh, Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Golden Lovers and Kenny Omega and uh, Cody Ibushi uh, a five-star match for a tag match. And there is an amazing... That's s- rare for a tag match, it's especially New- a six-man. It's No, it's two. It's oh, I'm sorry. Tanahashi and Will Ospreay versus okay. the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Um, I don't know why I said six, man, but you there, get my there's, point. There's a great uh, spot. I haven't personally seen the match yet, but I am going to. Right. There's a great spot where Osprey is up at the top rope, and uh, Ibushi tries to uh, flip him into a uh, Hurricane Rana, but Osprey just flips and lands on his feet, uh, and they kind of just look at oh, each other. Oh, I did see that, yes. That was incredible. I saw it with a meme attached to it, though. It was some stupid caption. I forgot what it was, I did, but I he saw landed. It, I and saw it, like, and it was like, Will Osprey and Kota, Kota Ibushi... Uh, spot as an anime, right? Excuse me. It, it was, works perfectly though. It was really good. Like uh, Will Osprey is just—he's just a friggin'. I literally freak of remember nature. watching that CJ going. I hurt myself watching it. He's Spider Man. He—he—he he, he everybody gets one. Here's the thing: Will Osprey is Peter Parker, and Ricochet is Miles Morales. Uh, <laughs> they are the Spider Man. Yeah. Um, Both of them can do crazy in ring things. They're gonna hurt themselves horrifically one day, but that mm-hmm. day is not today. But anyway, is there anything else we need to discuss from Ring of Honor or New Final Japan? Final battle, uh, just to kind of wrap it up, was a little interesting, especially with the uh, the Cody J Lethal match because it was back and forth. You kind of had this this weird perspective of Cody coming into the match. He does turn heel in the match, only to turn face after the match. Yeah, um, but that's Cody. He gets uh, away no, with it. No, it's Cody. But the, the funniest part was uh, at the end of the night when he's filming the Being the Elite. I can remember somebody in the upper deck going, "Didn't you tell us to f off an hour ago?" And we're all like, "Oh, that didn't happen. No, that did not happen." <laughs> okay, and even he's like, "Come on." <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, come on. Exactly. Uh, but the match was good. Uh, I did like, 
the promos between both of them where Jay Lethal was like, this is my company. Oh, and that's the other thing, you know. The we, shiny new toy, the company's right. shiny new toy will be dull and gone. Right. Also, you know, shout out to Brandy Rhodes for just taking any spot that they give her, no matter how painful it looks, she'll do it. Brandy's a champ. She's a champ. Um, oh, and that's the other thing I meant to ask you, you know, the, towards the end of the match, and we had this debate, but, you know, just kind of for the on-air perspective, the end of the match, Jay Lethal hits Cody Rhodes in the knee with the world title belt that he had been targeting the entire match. Yeah, we were speculating, did Jay Lethal turn heel? Did he heel? turn heel? Um, because it, it's one thing to attack your opponent while the referee's not looking. It's another thing to grab... Some like a title belt and attack him with it. Jay Lethal seemed to... It's funny because Cody seemed like he was the heel going in with the opening promo and Jay Lethal seemed like the babyface. Right. But Jay Lethal was working Cody's knee like a heel, picking a body it, part. It reminded me, obviously with more talent though, but it reminded me of the double turn with Ziggler and Del Rio many years ago mm -hmm. where Ziggler walked in as the heel with the, the concussion-like symptoms and slowly but surely they did the double turn. That's almost what the end of that match reminded me of. Now, if there was no title belt shot, because that's really what it defined with me as maybe that was the heel turn. If it was just Jay Lethal flipping off Cody in the low blow, I would have been like, that's retribution for what you did two years ago. You kind of had it coming. Yeah, right? I, but, I could see either one. But the world title belt to the knee, that had me on the edge a little bit of, all right, did Jay Lethal just turn heel or not? And if he did, then maybe that makes Marty and Jay Lethal make sound. And, and again, you can have face versus face in the garden regardless, but face but versus heel... But then, the again, but then again, for Ring of Honor, who's really a heel? Who's really a face? You're right. You're definitely right on that. But my point is, I, th I thought that the title belt shot to the knee was really what made me think about it. Um, if there was none of that and it was just him flipping off Cody and saying, you know, get out of Ring of Honor, fair enough. Yeah. Right? If, Whatever. I think Payback. Last thing we should discuss is the Young Bucks uh, uh, closing promo. Yes. Everybody from the Elite was in there. SCU was in there. And they were talking, you know, saying that we love New York City. Hammerstein's my favorite. Nick was saying Hammerstein is my favorite uh, arena to wrestle in. And, you know, they were talking about they started Ring of Honor over 10 years ago. And they just were talking and talking and they saying, referencing being the elite. So there's a, there's a timer going off. Something is about to happen. Yes. And, you know, we're all elite, right? Yeah. Just all elite chance start happening. Double or nothing chance start happening, which is the rumored name for all in two. Right. Um, double or nothing. Double or nothing. Right. So at the end, they sit and Matt goes, New York City, we will be back and we'll see you soon. Now, right. beforehand, we speculated, does that mean they're going to show up the night after Mania and Raw or SmackDown? Are they going to show up at TakeOver? Are they going to show up at Mania? Well... If you watch Being the Elite, it doesn't seem so. Right. Because they, uh, in the story of Being the Elite, everybody from the Elite whose contracts were up were getting notes. Hangman, Cody, Kenny. And they got one at one of the last episodes before Final Battle. And they pretty much told, and they had Frankie Kazarian as Triple H the whole time. It was very funny. Um, but they only showed Kazarian's back. But you could tell it was him. They showed in the note saying, pretty much saying, you know, we know in this business, never say never. But we watched an episode of uh, Never Say Never, but we like to wish you the best in your future endeavors. So they pretty much turned down 
WWE's offer, which you told me was about seven figures. Yeah, I saw a report, I think it was on Ringside News, that Cody and the Young Bucks, at least, those were the only ones in it, uh, turned down a seven-figure offer from the WWE. So I honestly feel like Hangman would stay with them. Oh, no, definitely, but I, it's just... And I didn't read the whole thing, it was just on a kind of... Um, a headline perspective, it only said Cody and the Young Bucks. But I think, like you said, I think with Cody and the Young Bucks means Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, all that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the other thing was, what was that other thing? So this just it mainly seems like all elite wrestling is really going to happen. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, you know, when we were speculating it on Friday night, it was like, well, this could mean a million different things. It is showing up at NXT. They're showing up on Raw, SmackDown, at MetLife Stadium for WrestleMania. Are they going to the Garden? Are they starting all elite wrestling and Mm -hmm. still going to the Garden? What's going on? They said they're coming back. But like you said, if you watched Being the Elite, um, it does seem like they have cut out at least part of what you think what might happen. Now, they did say they'll be back. Ring of Honor, New Japan, they are coming back soon for obviously the G1 Supercard show in the Garden. Is there a chance in your mind, free agents or not, they show up at that show? No. Because if they were staying with Ring of Honor and still doing their own thing, there's probably a contract where... Or there's probably a not about contract because they were able to do their own show, but I think that they ever since All In they realized we did one show and it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. Imagine what we could do with our own promotion. We because I like to say a little bit when we met the Young Bucks that they were the nicest guys in the world. Got my Funko Pop signed with them, and Matt just said to me, "Man, you're all decked out of merch." Because I had the elite backpack, I had a Bullet Club hoodie. I was wearing the the last uh, Bullet Club uh, Young Bucks shirt. You were wearing the Young Bucks Funko Pop one I got for your birthday. Super Kick Party. And you know, I was talking to them. They're super nice guys. I saying, oh, "That's my birthday." I'm like, oh, "Happy birthday, man! Glad you came out tonight." And and I said, "You guys feeling excited for the Ladder Wars match?" He's like, "Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun." You know, we wrote. It's always going to be uh, Ladder Wars matches are always crazy. And right before we're taking the picture, Nick just goes to me and goes. Yeah, I requested like 10 ladders, 8 tables, some barbed wire, uh, some flaming tables table. on flame, flaming table. Which we almost had. We yeah. got teased again. Al- almost. Almost. He goes, I've never done a flaming table spot, but I don't think I'm going to get my wish tonight. And I, I just laughed. And again, like we said earlier, Matt and Nick Jackson were just two of the nicest guys you could ever meet. There's a difference between wrestlers that look like they want to be there and don't want to be there, but they're kind of doing it for the fans. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be there. They really did. They really appreciate all the love and support that you give them. And um, I I met Cody earlier this this year, too, and he's the same way, uh, very down-to-earth, very nice guy. Because I think Cody's got a new (laughs) lease on life in wrestling since leaving the WWE. I think so too. He he must he appreciates it more, and he yeah he's actually having fun. Yeah, and you can see that. It's glad that someone like him is hooked up with the Young Bucks. So again, I think and he got out before it was too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> again, I think that all elite, all elite all elite wrestling is going to happen, and I think all into double or nothing is going to happen at the Garden. So at some point, I heard some rumors that. All in too is either going to be probably the Garden, but I think they're leaning towards Los Angeles at the Staples Center, uh, which would be another know, good place to do it. I don't know if they can do that because Cody said in Jericho's podcast with the Bucks that they tried the Staples Center and they have a contract with WWE. 
they don't take any other wrestling promotions. Well, apparently so did Madison Square Garden. That's not necessarily true. Madison Square Garden doesn't have a contract with WWE. They just have a good relationship with Vince McMahon because his father would run shows there for years and years back in the territory My days. point is, never say never. That's all. I know. Uh, but I would, listen, all in two double or nothings in Madison Square Garden, you and I are going to be the first in line to buy we're, tickets. We're going. Uh, we're absolutely going because, you know, and and like you said, right, if they are going to start this all-elite wrestling show, right, they're going to start this promotion, they're going to start this brand, they already proved by in one night, forget one night, months before that in 30 minutes... They put on a better wrestling show than probably any other main roster WWE pay-per-view. Because just looking back this year, I can't really think of a WWE pay-per-view that really stood out to me this year. That was like, and again, main roster, because I'm not including NXT because almost every takeover was amazing this year. You also shouldn't include WrestleMania because I think that itself stands out for the most part. I know. I feel like the only one that was actually pretty good, pretty decent, um... Money in the Bank wasn't bad. I mean, for the most part, SummerSlam. Um, Summer SummerSlam was pretty good, but for the most part, Not, I, I, really. I, as far as all bunch of wrestling shows this year, All In was definitely in the you top know, five. There are super shows from you know Crown Jewels, Super Show, Greatest Royal Rumble. I thought were a drag in the mud. They're terrible. They were awful. Uh, you got some great fantasy matches out of it. That's literally about it. Um, but you know, you're right. I, I thought SummerSlam was okay. Money in the Bank was pretty good. Had some good matches in there. But you're right. I, I think All In was better than maybe any WWE pay-per-view on the main roster that they had. Because again, like you said, and even I thought it was better than some of the takeovers. I thought it was probably neck and neck with New Orleans. You and I were live for Brooklyn 4 in the Barclays Center. That was awesome. Yeah, as far as like the best wrestling shows this year, uh, it's probably like all, no specific order, but All In, Brooklyn 4, right. New Orleans, uh, and Re- you and D- I, Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom 3. Right. Uh, and you 12. and I had a conversation last week about how sometimes New Japan shows can be really long, but you'll be interested in it regardless. Yeah. That's what All In was. Yeah. All In had a ton all, of matches. All In was about four hours. Yeah. Four hours. I remember Cody and Nick Aldis were on fourth. Young Bucks didn't go on until I think maybe ninth, tenth. Young Bucks were the main event. Yeah. And you were on the edge of your seat every single minute of that show. So if they can do that with one show, imagine what they can do with a whole promotion. Exactly. And again, one show and a huge promotion, obviously two very different things. But, but, I, but I think they can do it. And I agree with I you. I think they can do it. I think if they prove that they can have the right mindset for one show, realize how successful they were in that one show, even forgetting the show itself, they sold out the Sears Center in Chicago in 30 minutes. The only person that really thought, and I watched the documentary with the whole NWA stuff, the only person that really thought that they were going to sell out without really being surprised was Brandy Rhodes. She was like, you guys are going to sell out. There's no doubt. And Cody and the Young Bucks were like, I don't so know if we're going to sell out. Matt's, Matt, uh, Matt's wife, Mrs. Matt's Matt. Matt's wife, yes. She, she thought that too. But of course, the guys are paranoid. They're like, we're not going to sell out. It's not going to do well. They yep. sold that place out in 30 minutes on name alone. Name alone. Show could have sucked on name alone. They sold out the place. They announced some, they announced some names. They had no matches announced. Yep. They just... That's impressive. Yep, and then but, you get to the show, and it was even better than you ever expected and more. And, nobody, and you already nobody, had high expectations. And nobody left the arena for the, for the promo that they were doing. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've discussed enough on the indies and New Japan Ring of Honor and All In and All Elite Wrestling. You can tell we're nerds, right? We're only 15 episodes into this series. Yeah, we want to keep talking about it, but we got to get to WWE. But yes. But we'll, we'll get to the main roster NXT soon. Yes. So uh, why don't we actually start with NXT? Let's keep this momentum rolling a little bit. Oh, uh, we're going to end on a downer? Well... 
There's not much with NXT, but there is a big one. You know, we discussed this a few weeks ago with yeah. the spoilers with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, that cage match did air this week. Alistair yes. Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa gets involved. You see the heel DIY faction, I guess, form. Well, it's not a faction. It's a tag team. It's Fact- a tag team, right? F- faction is more than, more than two right. people. So, you know, of course, Johnny is all in the promos going, you know, why are you asking me this, 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 that? Yeah, the, um, the backstage promo, the backstage promo with, uh, with Renee Young's uh, doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WWE even, uh, like, addressed that when she signed with the company, that she looks a lot like Renee Young. Anyway, um, Gargano, like, she kept asking, like, was this the plan all along that you and Champa were on the same page? Like, this, that means, like, he's like, the plan was that I'm the hero of this story. Again, he's being a heel. He's avoiding the questions. Obviously, after those those videos where those things happen, you never get an answer from the heel. You never right. get an answer until like TV the following week or so. And if you saw Tommaso Ciampa's tweet after it aired, he had the, the it was the Cruiserweight Classic gift when they were hold, holding each other like at and he never like uses the at symbol. He goes at yeah. at Johnny Gargano, welcome home, right? Because he doesn't follow anybody on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, but this, I'm I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Uh, but I still for, think it's a trap for for, for, for Tommaso. Of, of course, but for kayfabe purposes, it's awesome. They they had a they had a big ten uh, man NXT tag match at Madison Square Garden, which I'll be at that one too. That was a birthday gift to me. So, and that's what next week I believe. Uh, it's on Wednesday. Okay. So it was originally Ricochet, Pete Dunne, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, and the Velveteen Dream versus the Undisputed Era and Tommaso Ciampa. Right, in the main event. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the main event because Cena's going to be there too. Oh, okay. I think the, I actually think the main event. Oh wait, so be... it's a WWE live show with them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's okay, not, okay. No, it's I thought it was an NXT live show. Oh no, okay, no, it's continue. not an NXT house show continue. because they would have separated all those guys. Right, the card. right, absolutely. Anyway, so. Gargano was originally supposed to be in there. They announced this like a few weeks ago, but since he turned heel, they put Matt Riddle in his place. Right. I have a theory because Gargano is still advertised for the show. See, this is why we did and, this first. <laughs> but Gargano was still advertised for the show. John Cena. And by the way, on mine it says legendary John Cena appears at Madison Square Garden. I'm like. Just why did you say legendary? Just say legend, Le- yeah. legend John Cena, because because he is at, at this. He is point. a legend at this he, point. He is at this point. Right, he's at the very tail end Le- of his Le- career. Legendary just doesn't make any sense grammatically. He'll be in the Hall of Fame either this year or next year. There's no doubt in my mind on pretty that. Pretty soon, pretty soon. Anyway, I think Cena's going to come out. He's going to cut a promo. He's going to say that he's back, and he wants competition. And he's getting, you know, the whole thing. And at the end, he's going to be like, "You want some? Come get some." And he takes his hat and shirt off and throws Starts it in the crowd, around the, running, running running the ropes, hour. like, come on, let's go. And then you hear Gargano's music hit. Gargano makes an open challenge to John Cena because Gargano is still advertised and Cena doesn't have a match announced yet. Mm-hmm. That has to be it. It has to be. My theory was he was just going to, you know, escort Tommaso Ciampa to the ring, but I like your idea better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. But at the same time, you still don't know if that's the case or not. Right. And this is going to air, I believe, the same... This is on Wednesday. So it's going to it's gonna happen the same night that that NXT episode is released. Right. So... And they're probably not even going to... They probably don't have Ciampa or Gargano in that episode of NXT either. Because sometimes when big things happen in NXT, they wait like two weeks prior. Because when, uh, when Roderick Strong joined the Undisputed Era at New Orleans... They didn't have the Undisputed Era come out to NXT until, like, 
I think a week or two after. Well, that was because the tapings always air the next yeah, week, they always, so they're never on. They, they always do, but I feel like even after that, they uh, still waited. They still waited, so you could. So hear you're what, really saying like three weeks then? I'm I'm saying like next week, like not this coming week, but the week pro, uh, after. Okay. They're gonna do something with Gargano and Champa. I would think so, yeah, definitely. But I'm very excited to see where this goes. Like you said, kayfabe wise, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just builds I'm, into the story. I'm sticking to what you and I had predicted in the beginning. This is a trap. This Come Phoenix. A, this is a trap. Right. This is going to be, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, whether Johnny is involved in Phoenix or not, he's going to help Tommaso win, and I he's going to turn that, on him at I Phoenix. I think that after, uh, I think after Phoenix. Champa's going to start feuding with the Undisputed Era. I think he's going to start feuding with Adam Cole because they've been jabbing at each other on Twitter and Instagram yeah. lately. Um, because there was a thing that Adam Cole said, a quote from his Instagram post and from NXT's Instagram. It had Strong and O'Reilly with tag belts, Fish with the uh, North American title, and Cole with the NXT title. Adam Cole saying, the Undisputed Era will, ha- will have all the gold in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Champa uh takes a screenshot and goes, you can have 205 Live. NXT is mine. Right. So I think for TV, I don't know if they're going to have a takeover between now, uh, between they're Jan- definitely gonna Jan- have Jan- something. January and that Mania because there's a lot of pay-per-views. There's yeah. like two pay-per-views in between for Mania, not including the Royal Rumble. Right. I know that um, NXT UK is going to have one in January too, so that's pretty cool. going to have two takeovers in one month. Right. I, I love it. Um but I uh, I think that for TV purposes they're going to have Cole feud with Champa, um, and I I obviously I don't think he's going to take the belt off of him. I am taking a wild guess, well not wild guess, but I'm making a bold prediction that I don't think the Undisputed Era will get called up to the main roster after WrestleMania. If, if that's the case, like that picture is a I tale of the future. I, I agree. I don't think they're going to get called. I up agree. Just yet, I really feel like. Like Triple H has big plans for Adam Cole, and I feel like for a lot of people in NXT to like really survive and make a huge statement in NXT in the main roster is that Triple H really has to push them and protect them in NXT so that Vince can kind of see these this guy or this girl these guys are a big deal, and I honestly feel like that will happen. I yeah. Feel, whether or not Fish wins the North American title, I think bef- before they get called up, Adam Cole's going to win the NXT Championship. This I year. agree with you. I, I he has to. When we saw, the, I saw the picture too on Tommaso's uh, Twitter, and I was like, okay, if that's the plan, and they don't get called up, that needs to happen. It like, has to. We've been talking I, about the Undisputed Era being a dominant faction. Now I can say it uh, in yeah. NXT since they got called up, and and while they have been. They need the gold first, and they and they sort of had it after New Orleans, but you knew Bobby Fish was eventually going to come back and have nothing. When all four of them are aligned and have all the gold in NXT, that's when we're going to be able to see what they can do. I mean, I thought they were going to kind of do the Freebird rule when Fish came back, but I guess no, they're really sticking with uh, Strong and O'Reilly. Unless they're just protecting Fish for the time being. Maybe, but I've seen... Recent house shows, he's been doing uh, singles matches. Right. And there was a house show where Strong... O'Reilly and Cole had a six-man tag. I can't remember who it was against, but they came out together, and Fish had a match earlier in the night against somebody. He had a singles match. Right. So who knows? Maybe we can get that. And I 
of course I'd be down to see it. Oh, yeah, definitely. All, all members of the Undisputed Era wearing championships? Yep. That's, that's the we dream. D- we did our predictions for Brooklyn 4 many months ago. We were talking about how do we make the Undisputed Era look strong, and my theory was they all need to leave the Barclays Center with championship gold. Obviously, that didn't happen, but now if we're leaning towards this new plan where they kind of take a step back just to throw it right in our faces later on... That's something I think I can get behind. We all we both think that Gargano will beat Champ. This will eventually lead to Gargano Champa in Brooklyn Five. Right, the finale. Gar- and Gargano will finally uh, beat Champa for the title. But I think you're just hoping you can get the fans behind him at that point. Yeah, I think at the previous, the next takeover, not previous, the next takeover, or at some point, Gargano will drop the title to Adam Cole. I think it'll probably be Takeover Toronto too. Which is the one before SummerSlam. I'm not used to saying well, Brooklyn a, Six. But, there, but there's also a... Uh, you have the one before... But there's one in uh, for Money in the Bank, right. too. Right. I don't think Johnny will lose it there. I think he'll at least have one successful title defense. It can even be a transition to Adam Cole at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think he'll at least have one. Because if if our theory is true, and he's going to turn on Tommaso Ciampa and win the championship at Brooklyn Five, and it's going to be this glorious moment, he finally did it, I think he at least gets one successful title defense out Yeah. Him. I mean, you got to see who's on the roster at that point. Because yeah, there could you, be some new faces, right? You know, and you, you never know. And you might have the rematch with Alistair Black, even though I think he'll be on the main roster by then. You I think might, he, if reports are true, he's right. going to be in the main roster. He'll be in the main way. roster after the Royal Rumble. But I, I honestly don't. It think could he's, be Velveteen Dream, a face versus face. You never know. But I do think yeah. he'll at least get one that will set up Adam Cole at SummerSlam. Yeah, that SummerSlam. But that, that seems right. That I feel like Organo probably would get called up at that point. Oh no, he's definitely ready to go up. He just needs a he just he doesn't even need a run with the NXT championship. I just think he's getting a run with the NXT championship first. I feel like he has to at this point. Yeah, definitely. He, he really he's has been to. there that long and he might as well get one. He's been there for like at that point he would have been there for three years in NXT. Right. He's he's on track to be the first superstar to wrestle at four takeover Brooklyn's in April. Mm-hmm. So because I remember he put that on Twitter. In August, saying he was the first one to do three. He's clearly going to be the first one to do four. Yeah. So, four straight, I should say. So, um, yeah, I definitely think there's something along the lines of that. But I definitely think by that takeover at SummerSlam, the entire Undisputed Era will be draped in gold. And I think Adam Cole will win the NXT Championship there. I don't think it'll be the pay-per-view before Money in the Bank, wherever that's going to be. I do think, again, even if it's a transitional match, Gargano, I think, gets one successful title right before dropping it. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So why don't we move up to the WWE now? Um, Some interesting things from TLC. Um, I want to start with the women's TLC. Okay. That, to me, was awesome you know from from really what i thought was you know not the worst show i've ever seen not the greatest show i've ever seen you know you know you look at a match like seth and dean in my opinion i thought was a major downer i i i I, I didn't understand that i can't understand who put this match together because you know it was not dean ambrose and seth rollins It, it couldn't have been who put this match together you had the crowd chanting, this is boring. You had Becky Lynch chants in there. I don't understand. Ronda and Nia's match was much better, and yeah, I was not how, expecting that. How was that better than Ambrose and Rollins, two guys who have been tearing it up for over 10 years, it, It's one thing honing if, their craft? It's one thing at the beginning of the match was slow. That's normal in pro wrestling. you got to build it up, but the entire thing I felt was slow. I was falling asleep watching it. This should have... I'm getting rid of this thing. <laughs> this... That was a pen cap. This should have been 
a ladder match. Yep. This should have been a ladder match or a TLC you match. You and I have been saying it for three weeks. Because the feud has been building at this point, and these two want to tear each other apart. Seth Rollins wants to get back at Dean Ambrose for what he did to him and Roman Reigns. Right. He wants to destroy him. And then the dialogue they're giving him, come on, Ambrose, this is the fight you wanted, huh, pal? Well, let's go, let's fight. And then Here's they lock the, up. And the other thing, too, they are, they've went from completely being a private couple, Dean and Renee, to Corey Graves is just shoving it down her throat every six seconds. And even Renee, she's like, oh, Dean Ambrose, he, Dean's a different person at home. This is this is so cringeworthy bad. The funniest just, part about that was even Michael Cole at one point goes, Corey, can we call the match enough? But five minutes later, he's like, well, Renee, you would feel that way. You are married to Dean Ambrose, but let's get back to the match. Like, <laughs> like they're torturing the poor woman. Like, I don't know if you said it or somebody else said it. Turn Renee young heel let's make this interesting i didn't say it but that would be interesting but Corey graves just seems like a natural i think my friend it. said it at work but yeah let's turn renee young heel let's put them together and let's really make this interesting now. that would that would honestly make things easier for renee young but renee young is so likable she is i don't know it, it's kind of and Corey graves is a lovable heel so you're not going to hate him so you're kind of in the in-between here no you love to hate Corey graves that's the thing exactly he's a lovable heel we're not turning Michael Cole heel again. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just don't understand who put this match together for Rollins and Ambrose because we've seen them have great matches before. They usually do nine times out of ten. I just, But the thing is, I don't under, it could have been the placement of the card. You know, they had them right before the women's TLC match. Honestly, they should have put the Mixed Match Challenge thing there or they should have put literally any other yep. match in the second to last spot. Uh, that didn't make Yep. Any sense whatsoever. Well, I knew when they were coming out second to last, I was like, okay, everybody now knows that the women on SmackDown, on SmackDown, are going to main event. That never happens. Yes, it was an historic match, but CJ, when was the last time the women from SmackDown main evented a pay-per-view? I don't know when the last time the women from SmackDown main event in the pay-per-view. Exactly. That's my point, though. So you're thinking, okay, normally if it's a main event, it's going to happen from Raw, but now it's SmackDown. So it's like, okay, this is very interesting. Now, why am I watching this? I want to get to the women's TLC match now. I just hope that things go better. Could have put them anywhere else in the card. Th things go better because, th this honestly, this was a WrestleMania caliber of a match. I understand them wanting to put the damn title on Lesnar, but it, 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 this was very disappointing and it shouldn't be because we've seen great matches from Ambrose and Rollins before. Yeah. It makes no, it makes zero sense. I don't know why. Yeah, I, you and I have been saying it for weeks, put them in a ladder match, put them in a TLC match. Because you should, because Seth Rollins should have been grabbing chairs and wanted to beat the hell out of, right. out of Ambrose. You want to know how good Seth Rollins is in a TLC match? Six days before in his match against Baron Corbin. That I actually thought was pretty good on both parts. Look at the ladder match they had in Money in the Bank a few yeah. years ago for the, for the world title. Absolutely. That was great, too. Yeah. Look at them in the Money in the Bank ladder match, beating the crap out of each other a few years ago, right when Seth Rollins turned heel. You know, they have such good chemistry. They know each other better. Better than anybody in the ring, and they got in that ring Sunday night, CJ. And I know I said I was gonna start with the women's title match, but here we are. Um, they got in that ring Sunday night, and it was like both of their first days on the job, and they had no idea what they were doing. And Ambrose, in the middle of the match, pulls a fist bump, and Seth is conflicted. I'm like, why are you conflicted? Why kick his you? ass. Yeah, exactly. Kick his ass. Why are you conflicted? You've been 
like you've been obsessed with getting your hands on this guy, and he's like, whoa, 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 fist bump, bro. No, yeah, no, how that doesn't make any sense at all. And then they try to do the spot where he almost tweaks his knee, and then he does a, a, a buckle bomb to him on the inside of the ring, and then the outside of the ring, and right. even Renee Young, like forward momentum is what keeping is keeping Seth Rollins going. That doesn't make any sense. Even commentary can't even... They can't uh, even get this crap right. They can't even get this right. They can't... And that's what sucks. That's how you know we could see right through it because even they can't get it right. Yeah. And that's not their fault. The thing... Their job is to tell the story of the match and try to make people, the watchers at home, compelled for the story. But if if they're having a trouble... If the wrestlers in the ring are having a uh, trouble time... And the commentators are having trouble telling the story. Uh, Yeah, and if they're having a uh, time having trouble telling the story... You're going to just leave people in the arena bored, and you're going to have people at home bored. It just doesn't make any I sense. I skipped through half the match. I know I didn't miss anything. I, t- I was very disappointed. I was disappointed. This I- was the one match from Raw that I was looking forward to the most, and it was just completely Right, because you knew Braun and... Um- and Baron wasn't going to be, you know, too much. You that was, Braun that, do was much. that was interesting. It was entertaining. Did. It was interesting. I thought <laughs> I watched the cultaholic reactions from TLC, and when when uh, when uh, Wa- Strowman, sorry, was uh, saying like, you want to Wyatt? Did you? No. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Wyatt. This match has no disqualifications. I can bring a friend. I'm country strong, bro. <laughs> like, and then you have. Apollo Crews and Adam Pacitti is just cackling and laughing. <laughs> Apollo Crews to the rescue. And then but then you see Rude and Gable and then you see Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. So I'm like, okay, and then these are all the people who were wronged by Corbin. And all right, that makes sense. And then you sense. get Kurt Angle. Yeah, and Kurt Angle, that was great too. These are all the people who were wronged by Corbin, so Corbin finally got his. Um another thing another great amazing match was Styles and Brian. That, that was good. That, that was great. That was very Bri- good. Bri- Fickle. I, I, I'm, again, Bri- <laughs> Brian's heel turn is the best thing that has happened. That's another thing I don't understand. I was talking to somebody the other day. How can you screw up Dean Ambrose's heel turn when all the elements are there to make him a great heel and you thrive with Daniel Bryan's heel turn with someone who is a complete natural babyface and... Ambrose, who just when he came back looked right. like a heel. Literally, all they told Daniel Bryan to do, they were like, "Be a vegan." Like, obviously, you're a vegan, but be, be a hipster, be a hipster, know it all vegan. Be a hipster, be a know it all. Everything that you think is wrong with the world, you tell the world, and let's let's see where we can go with it. And surprisingly, and again, I don't really know where I am with this whole thing, but I know it's working. That's what I do know. That's the good thing. That exactly, it, it is working. Like I don't know how I personally feel about it, but I do know that it works for his character, and that's good enough for me. I love it because it's- that is Daniel Bryan. But, yeah, you got a guy like Dean Ambrose who, and we talked about this when we released the podcast at the time, we were waiting and waiting and waiting for the Dean Ambrose heel turn, and they pulled the trigger on the night Roman Reigns went out and cut a real-life promo saying, I really have cancer, and then he went out there and turned on his brother after they won the tag belts in the main event the when ini- no one saw the it coming. The initial heel turn was beautiful it was beautiful it was great it was the perfect time to do it because again no one saw it coming and that's why it made it so great and then you just they all they had to do was give us a pg version of john moxley that's all they had to do and they turned dean ambrose to a germaphobe yes 
Literally, it, like you just said, when he turned heel, the, the initial heel turn, there was not... I'm going to cut you off here, but, but I, I say PG because half the things that John Moxley said as a character, John Moxley said as a character, you can't say in WWE, so give a WWE version of yeah. that character. Continue. But, but, yeah, okay, so when we had the initial heel turn a few months ago, there was not one person in the arena cheering him when he left. He was getting booed out of the building, and that's what Vince was going for. And me at first, as a casual fan, I'm thinking, you know good piece you know what I can't believe you did this on this night but then when I really got to think about it I was like wow that was genius like yes. no one saw it coming I didn't see it coming they just won the tag belts my jaw dropped when he did it I was like I can't believe he just did that um and now, like you said, they have completely and utterly ruined it. And we said it could have it could have saved it with, you know, either a stipulation or a good match. They didn't get either at the paper. Well, it looks, like, really they're gonna, it looks like they're going to continue with this. Well, then you have to find a way to fix it. I don't know but if it's going to be on TV or the Royal Rumble. Anyway, the, the, the one positive thing from TLC was we saw Ronda Rousey get involved in the t women's TLC match. Yes. And pushing Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair off of a ladder. It would have been better if they both went through a table, but it would have been. But but the thing is, hey, listen, uh, Charlotte wanted to do a moonsault off Hell in a Cell, so I'm sure that somebody talked him out of doing something crazy. So fair <laughs> so, enough. So the thing is that we, we've all been speculating that it's going to be Ron, Ronda Rousey's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. We've can, we've seen we thought it was going to be Ron and Charlotte for the longest time. Yes, but with the way Becky Lynch has been, she's been on fire, and reports have come out that. From the, I believe the Dirty Sheets podcast. I'm not sure if I said this on air yet, but that Charlotte will be getting the main event of WrestleMania. That she's been told she's going to get the main event of WrestleMania. How you don't put Becky Lynch into those plans is beyond me. If if that's the case, and I really honestly think that's going to happen. One of two things are going to happen. Becky is already getting her rematch from uh, at uh, from Oscar at the Royal Rumble, and I don't think she's going to win. Right. She could either enter the Royal Rumble or she'll f challenge Charlotte. For the right to enter the match, they could do like a Luger, Red Hart thing, but I don't think it's going to happen. You really need to. What I would do if I was booking this, I would have Charlotte win. I would have her eliminate Becky, and I would have Becky. Uh, I, I I would probably I would probably have Ronda come out at the 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 Royal, Women's Royal Rumble. Have that the main event again, just like last year. Have her come out, distract Becky and Charlotte, and then Charlotte eliminates Becky, and it's Charlotte and Ronda at Mania. Like she she points to her and she immediately says, "I want you mm. at Mania," and that's the match we have. So you think so, so? You think the women are going to main event the Rumble again? I think they should. I think they should because they of the storyline. I just yes, don't know if the, they will. The storyline for sure, because they can do that. They can set up Charlotte and Ronda, and Becky can. That'll get more sympathy for Becky because the fans won't be happy about that. Right. And also, like, we you, want we want we want Becky. And if you watch Charlotte during the TLC match, you're telling fans to shut up. That's guaranteed she's a heel now. At least she's playing towards that character now. Ronda can be the tweener. Charlotte is the heel. Becky's, Becky's the face. Becky's the baby face. Or just the we don't have to call her anything. We, she's just herself. Well. I mean, yeah. This, but in I the guess. situation, yes, she's the face in this. She has to be because, you know, yeah. like you said, Ronda's the tweener. And for everybody who was saying, you know, Ronda ruined the TLC match, she ruined Oscar's moment. Okay, as much as it was Oscar's moment, and thank God she finally won the women's title, yeah. it was not Oscar's moment she, at the same time. Oscar was could have been too far gone and completely ruined. Yeah. But she finally won the title before the end of the year, and that's great. So 
Yeah, it's got to be a triple threat at Mania. It has to. It, it has they, to. They it's, both it's been, wouldn't have been on been, the ladder. It's been building to this. It's been building, and when she came out and pushed them both off the ladder, they were like, there's no way one or the other is not going to be involved in this match. It is going to be a triple threat. There's no doubt. And for and somebody even put on uh, Twitter, Ronda Rousey heel turn. Not even close. No Not way. even close. No way. You, you, everybody appears to have a short memory of what happened right before Survivor Series and what happened at Survivor Series to Ronda Rousey. That was paid back at its ultimate finest and now the main event of wrestlemania is set for sure for sure it's it's got to be those three women the, the, it's been building since survivor series yes but at, before survivor series it'll, really it'll pay off right at wrestlemania it, it will and we're gonna be there yeah uh so betting on watch history betting on for the men's royal rumble is that a, rollins is the current favorite with a 13 to 8 uh score now, I don't know if I explained that right because I don't really understand betting on I get what you're saying. But, Rollins but, is the favorite but, of everybody. But, but Seth Rollins was the and, top And the that list. doesn't surprise me because the rumors are right now that he's going to face Brock and possibly beat Brock for the Universal Championship. Their uh, other other candidates are Drew McIntyre. AJ Styles, AJ Styles was thrown in there. The Rock. Her, the Rock. I don't think um, I don't think Rock will show up. They wanted Rock originally for him and Reigns at Mania, but I feel like it's going to be Rollins. But I think we should move on a little bit to Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah. they're, so they're calling this the new era. When do we hear this? Um, two years ago when Shane McMahon came out. So it's the new, new era. Well, now Stephanie is in charge of the new era. So it, Well, it's apparently it's Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, and Shane are all... And they're all faces, apparently. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, McMahon's taking over. Well, look, put it this Raw, way. It got people to, to tune in on on Monday night. Yeah, look, Raw is, is still... Was still not that great. Sure, the revival. It got a little better. The revival got a tag team title match. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. You know, you got Natalia and Ronda for a women's championship match the following week, which I mean, it's a filler match because honestly, I want to see someone like I want to see like I want to see Sasha Banks face uh, Ronda at at the Royal Rumble because I Sasha and Bailey have been hurt tremendously. Um, since before WrestleMania uh, this past year, and they need something. They really need something, and I feel like a match with Sasha and Ronda would be good. They may, yeah. they may be worried about Ronda hurting Sasha, but you can't look. She's here to wrestle. She's here to work for you. She's your she's your. You women, signed her. You signed her. She's on, right she, up to the main roster. She's on your women's. She's on your women's roster on she's Raw. Your women's champion. She's your women's champion on Raw, which you pride that championship so much. You. You got to take. I know Alexa Bliss was hurt, and she's still not cleared to compete yet, and she's working on coming back. But you have to take a chance because people want to see Ronda Rousey with a bunch of different people. They right. they want to see Becky Lynch against her. They want to see uh, Sh- Sasha. They want to see Asuka, Ember Moon, Shayna Baszler. And, and good yeah. for for some of those uh, females that have already you know stuck out and have gotten that. Like you said, they saved Asuka before the end of the year. That's great. Naomi's getting some you know some TV time, which yeah, that's another story. But you know she's getting some TV time. That was a pretty decent match. It was Asuka a decent match on Tuesday night. Absolutely. Uh, Star are doing that for Raw. You know, you look at Bailey and Sasha Banks, they're no slouches. They're former women's champions, if you remember, a couple of years ago. Look, Sasha and Ronda could have a great match if you let Sasha be a heel. Yep. Let her be a heel and she'll get the best out of Ronda. Absolutely. I, I truly believe I truly believe that Sasha Banks is always the one to get the best out of everybody. Got the best it, out of Bailey, best out of, of Charlotte. Yeah, best out of Becky. She always brings out the best in everybody. Yep. People may say like Charlotte's the best pure like women's wrestler on the roster, maybe in the world, and maybe the greatest women's wrestler ever. Maybe they're right. Maybe. But 
there is something about when someone can get the best out of somebody else. Yes, that's, there's that's something about something because there, there's something about Sasha, Sasha. You're right. She does that. Yep, and and she does it best as a heel. Absolutely. Like as a face, her work is good. Don't get me wrong. When they push her to her fullest potential, but when they let her go out there and be a heel, like Triple H did in NXT, that's where you get the best version of Sasha Banks. You and I saw it live. Mm-hmm. We witnessed this woman try to break another woman's hand. We witnessed her take something from a little kid, like she made a candy from a baby. She made a little kid cry the next takeover. Yes. Izzy. She made Izzy cry. Yes. That is the best heel work any woman could possibly do is making a little girl cry. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, and I agree with you. I think if you let, even if you let her be a tweener in the match, forget it. Like, give us something. No, no tweener because they tease heel turns all the time. They tease her being a tweener, full on heel. Right, but even when they tease it, but you you can't sit here though. Even when they tease it though, it's not like, wow, that was awesome, right? No, that's that's what I'm saying because they've but teased no, I, Sasha to turn heel before but, this year like several times. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Let, let her go heel, but I'm saying even at the least you give us a tweener, I'm fine with it. They'll still put on something special. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But I agree with you. I think if you do have this match, obviously you're going to build Ronda as the top babyface, and you're going to have to push uh, Sasha as the top heel. I don't know if they're willing or ready to do that. I don't know. It could be a thing that they're, they're, they might be worried that that Ronda might hurt Sasha. But anyway. Which I think mo- is stupid. It is. Have faith if you signed her. Have yeah. faith. Anyway, moving on to other things. What other things happened on Raw? I mean, R- R- Ambrose came out and uh, said that Rollins failed as Intercontinental Champion. Rollins was disguised as one of the, the gas mask yeah. extras. And he, and he got a little revenge on on Gene Ambrose so that feud is uh, continuing right the Revival's gonna get a tag team title shot next week but moving on to Smackdown much better leaps and bounds better yes uh, Asuka had a match against Naomi which was decent Mm -hmm. you had a tag match with AJ Styles and the newest member of Smackdown Live Mustafa Ali against a found MIA uh, a found a found wrestler in Andrade Cien Almas, where has he been? Andrade Almas Doesn't and matter. Daniel we Bryan, him. we found him. And Mustafa Ali got the pin on Daniel Bryan. Yep. This That's th- interesting. This, this makes me incredibly happy because Mustafa Ali was one of my favorite guys from 205 Live. As my, I don't watch 205, reg- 205 Live regularly, but everything I've seen that, that I've loved the most was from Mustafa Ali. He is absolutely immensely talented and I'm glad that this gives hope to other guys in 205 Live who are stuck there who are just like I'm never going to be on Raw or Smackdown yep. now this is a good thing you treat 205 Live almost like NXT in a way where you can bring these guys eventually up to the, up to Raw or Smackdown where you can bring guys like Cedric Alexander or Buddy Murphy you know, or Hideo Itami where they can compete with these guys and yep. that that's a good thing. You you shouldn't just leave someone stuck somewhere. I'm just scared, you know, he has so much momentum now. We've seen this story before, CJ. Yeah. He just comes plummeting down. That's what I'm really scared of. But from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks, you know, from the one-on-one match with Daniel Bryan to the tag match and him pinning Daniel Bryan at the end, it's been awesome television to watch. And on top of that, him and AJ Styles as a tag team, I would like more of it and I would like it now, please. Like, <laughs> they are just awesome together. Yes, they are. But, you know, like I, you I said. Feel, but I feel like uh, Ali and uh, Almas are going to feud for a little while. And here's the other thing, this Miz, looks... face or not? 
at this point, you know, what are we doing? I I don't know. Uh, The the more and more I look at it, I don't think that Miz and Brian are going to have a match at Mania. I don't think so either. And I don't think they should. Not at this point. It's almost too late to build this up now. I think they're, honestly, I think they're building to a Shane McMahon-Miz match. Yeah. And I think so. That, that, that is a waste of Miz's talent. Absolutely. An absolute waste. Absolutely. You can't give the Miz to anybody else. Give him to anybody else on the roster. And I know, like, people... We give credit to credit where credit is due from Shane McMahon in the past where he's done. His match with AJ was great at, at WrestleMania, but he was in the ring with AJ Styles. Right. He had a great match against Kurt Angle in 2002. All right. That was a long time ago. And a lot of yeah. weapons were involved. A lot of weapons were involved, you know, and nothing... You know, Shane is tough. And he can really bring it to the best of some people of, of those. He can put, only jump off the of, cell so many times. I know, that's the thing. Before number one, either he gets paralyzed but or his wife divorces him. People don't want to see Shane McMahon in matches. That's yes. the thing. I don't want to see a Shane McMahon Miz match. I want to see Miz in something compelling and right. something that makes sense. I but I honestly think that's what this is leading to. Uh, uh, a match against Shane at Mania. And I think if honestly, if Shane is the heel and Miz is the face in this match, I think it's even worse. Yeah, apparently the Shane McMahon heel turn's been canceled. Yeah. Apparently that's not happening. Probably anymore. after this whole McMahon regime thing, which they all appear to be faces now. Yeah, they appear to be. They appear to be. They appear to be. Um, other things that happen on Which I think at least the three of them besides Vince will at least stay that way. I think Vince will be the tweener in this. Or are there some big things that happen on SmackDown? Well, SmackDown, you know, we look at... WWE Championship, okay, we covered that. Um, The Women's Championship. Vince McMahon coming out saying that Charlotte and Becky, we don't owe you anything sort of thing. Okay. Uh, But Becky, like you said, is getting a rematch at the Rumble. Oh, Uh, the tag tag division shaping up, too. The tag division shaping up, The Usos came out and had a match with uh, Gals and Anderson, and then Sanity came out and interfered in the match. That's great. Yep. You haven't... You're finally... The uh, Gals and Anderson made a very good point. You know, the Usos and the New Day and the bar, and we've seen all these great that's teams. We've seen these matches. August. He's like, but haven't we? But we've seen these all the time, and that's great because you have guys like Gals and Anderson. You have guys like Sanity, and, uh, you know, I'll throw the clones in there for for whatever. They're, they're, they're there to be there. Right. But the thing is, you have these other tag teams, and you can do great things with them. You can have the Usos go against the go against Sanity. You can have the bar go against Sanity or Gallows and Anderson. You know, the, you have the you have the talent there. You just have to use it because it doesn't matter how great matches are, people are eventually going to get tired of yes. them. They're going to get tired of them at some point. You don't want to John Cena, Randy Orton, everything. Right. You know what I mean? You only get that so many times. You can only kick John Cena's father in the head so many times. <laughs> and there is one other big thing that has happened with this new, new era. Okay. NXT call-ups. Yes. Lars Sullivan, Lacey Evans, EC3, EC3, Nikki Cross, and Heavy Machinery, Otis Dozovich, and Tucker Knight. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't really, it's not really sure where they know they're going to put them. Hopefully, I would say Nikki Cross goes to SmackDown. I would hope she would go back to Sanity. It seems that EC3 already knows where he's going because he quoted a tweet saying hashtag SD live so it looks like he's going to SmackDown which I think would be perfect for him I think it'd be good too um I would think uh I would think a heavy machinery would go to raw probably to challenge the AOP probably I don't know about challenge the AOP but I feel we'll like we'll just stand up to them I whether feel, they have I the feel tag like, belts or I not I feel like the uh the tag division needs to be stepped up a little bit and I feel like they would go to raw I agree especially if guys like Anderson and Gallows and Sandy are getting a uh, proper spotlight back on SmackDown. Right. Sullivan, I think he's going to go to Raw. Sullivan's going to go to Raw. 
and then and they're at, gonna bury him. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know about burying him, but it's just there's there's so many big guys on there already. Right. Stroman, Lashley, McIntyre. You can throw Corbin in that mix too because he's a big guy too. Right. Yeah. There's just and who knows what they're gonna do, what they're gonna do with Corbin after this. Who knows? Well, I but, know but, he's got a match with Seth Rollins next late, week. Lacey Evans. Um, she'll if I see Nikki Cross gonna go SmackDown, then I'll say she'll go to Raw. Yeah. I, I would think so. So. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm glad. Um, I I I feel like EC3 is gonna be one of those guys like Alexa Bliss and Elias who's gonna do better on the main roster than he is in NXT. So a much more underrated character going to the main roster. I don't know about underrated, but I just feel like he'll be more successful because Elias and Alexa Bliss did not have nearly the success. They well, did in what NXT. what I'm saying is like you didn't see this sort of thing coming. Sort of thing, like like Alexa Bliss gets no, called I up, just, right? And she's all of a sudden a five-time women's champion. Yeah, I mean. I just feel like that's the same thing that's going to happen for EC3. I agree. I agree. Especially he goes to SmackDown. Because look, look at look at the guy. Vince is going to love him, right, for his look alone. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with EC3 in NXT because he came in as a heel. They turned him babyface, which he's if people know who EC3 he's are. Heel. He's a better heel. He may not be have your opinion on the guy or not. May not think he's great, but he's. A, he turns it up as a heel. So right. bring him SmackDown, bring him as a heel, and he could be I think he'll he'll be world champion in about a less than a year. You think so? Wow. About a about a year, give or take. I, I agree with you. I mean I wouldn't really go all online saying world champion about a year, but I definitely think he can have some success on SmackDown, I'm no just, doubt. I'm just saying look the look alone, he's he'll be world champion right. in a year. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. There's nothing else we have to talk about? Yeah, got a lot out of there, CJ. I'm just trying to think if we if we missed anything. I think we got everything. Okay. So, yeah, so a lot we got out of there, a lot of WWE, a lot of Ring of Honor. Uh, we won't uh, be recording next week, so we'll be, we'll be back in the new year. Going to try to be back before Wrestle Kingdom to do the predictions. Yes, yeah, so to those of you who were listening, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays and Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, whatever holiday you celebrate. <laughs> Or if you're an atheist, well, what's wrong with you? Not that what's wrong with you. No. <laughs> celebrate something, damn it. Yes. Celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. Take this time off. Be with your families. All this stuff. Um, be so, safe. Don't get drunk with too much eggnog. Exactly. So we'll be back in the new year. Obviously, talk about more pro wrestling. A lot more New Japan and Ring of Honor coming up. Uh, we'll be in the home stretch of the Royal Rumble. Take over Phoenix at mm-hmm. that point And do all that and more. So for Sean McChesney. And CJ Pomisano. See you in 2019.